Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by our resident time-traveling gangster of the pod, it's DL! How's it going, Tommy? How's it going, big guy? I'm fucking awesome, but I I feel like I'm with a geekier co-host than usual today. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're hay fever. <laughs> Very nasal. Get ready for a nasal nasally podcast. hour. <laughs> Thomas is suffering over here. Hey, hey, not as much as at the weekend. I was just telling you, last weekend, I literally, my, my partner thought I had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I was like on the sofa yeah, it's a for wonder. two days. It's a wonder how there's any of you guys left. I mean, <laughs> A couple of pollen particles. And yet us Brits managed to take over most of the world. Who who would have guessed? I don't know. <laughs> there must have been a lot of you. Look, after last week's, um, shall we say for want of a better word, my life was falling apart. Things are slightly better this week. We, oh, didn't, okay. we didn't go into it. Yeah. No, we did a bit. We, you tried. I, did, I, you, wouldn't, you, I wouldn't push. You, you, wouldn't, you didn't wouldn't buy push yeah, me. He, he's Tommy, I'll let you tell the, the listeners the good news. I was a little stressed last week. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell from the podcast. In fact, maybe that was the week we should have been drinking whiskey to do the podcast because <laughs> I needed it at that point. It's uh, it's a bit of a stressful housing market over here if you're a rental human being like we are. I don't oh, know. Man, it's stressful if you've got a mortgage too. <laughs> it's the third time the interest rates have gone up in three oh months. Oh my God. Yeah, Christ. Anyway. Look, we're not we're not an interest rates. We're, we're not a financial podcast. No, thank but you. Um, yeah, I now have a new place to live. So the next time we do this will probably be the 15th location we've done the podcast from. It's actually true. We've done it from a lot of locations. I yeah. remember I listened back to a couple from uh, pre- previous years, and um, yeah, wow, I remember as I was like, oh, what room were we in at this point? We're talking about feng shui of the room. We're it just talking- depends on the nasally inflection of your voice, because if Precisely. you were at my house, it was because you were allergic to the cat. Yeah. It's like every little amoeba. It's such a sh- it's such a shame because I think a resident cat of the pod would be a lot of fun. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I agree, and then I'm like, no, that's actually a pain nah. in the ass. He would be biting the cords, that's true. By jumping around, meowing. Ah, he'd be all over. It's all a new trick, though. Oh, what's the trick? Uh, when I come home, I put my hands down and I say, jump! And he jumps into my arms. It's very cute. Cute! It's very wholesome. I'd die, but that's yes, cute. Yes, you would be die on impact. <laughs> but you'd, it's like my but A-bomb. But you'd die with love in your heart. Yeah, I would. All right? It's very cute. It would I'll be a wholesome ending hey, to look, your guys. story. <laughs> hey, look, guys, before we get into it, there are going to be time codes in the description. You can jump down. You can jump around. If you want to listen to us ramble about our days, please do. If you want to hear the main topic, you can jump to that. We also have a couple of other segments where we talk about the news and we talk about a couple of cool things we've been up to. With and that. again, thank you, as always, to friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss. He is a podcast editing genius. You can find him at Blisser FM. If you're into podcasting and maybe want your episodes pod, uh, edited, podded, edited, uh, there will be more about him at the end of the show. DL, what have you been up to, buddy? Oh, man. I'll tell you where I've been. Where you been? I've been in Dury. 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 <laughs> that was Dury Girls. Dury Girls season three, man. I'm not sure um, how you went for Dury Girls with a southern accent. That Dury. That makes sense. Because I can't do the Ita- the Italian. The Italian accent. Wow. Because <laughs> I can't do I the Irish Dury one. was in Ireland. Because it's like Italy. actually not a normal Irish accent. It's not an Irish accent like that, no. No, so it's not. sound like? It's not like that, eh? Yours it's, is more Scottish. It's but more okay. like the Dury is like, it's like they're swallowing the word. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't even do it. But how do you even make that? I don't even get that. It's like they're not saying words; they're breathing in. Wow. Okay. But anyway, they—it's a great show. I'm a big fan. All right. It's a great little sitcom with like a bunch of you know, like it's almost you know what it is. It's in betweeners. If it was girls set in Ireland, 
Oh, that's That's cool. exactly what it is. I was talking about the in-betweeners just today. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what it is. It's fucking awesome. It oh, is, maybe it's I need to show. check that out then. It's, it's hilarious. And is it the same type of humor? Uh, it is, but from like, a, it's not as like, you know, spunky. Okay. Like literally, that's literally. what I meant. <laughs> like, I, that's not a pun. Jay's not in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. But there's a, there's a chick that's kind of like loose. That's like yeah, okay. the equivalent of Jay, but it's a good chick. I like that. Um, no, it's really It's fun. a lot of fun. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, it is. It's on Netflix? Uh, it is. You get so you gave me the premise of last week. It's a it's a guy and he's too posh to go to the Irish school with the boys. So well, he he's kind of like a secondary school. character. Oh, okay, so the, the main character are like the Dairy Girls, and it's like these four girls that are like in a Catholic school while the war is happening. Is it between Protestants and Catholics in the nineties? See, yeah, and it's like the peak of that conflict, and they live in Derry, which is like right on the border of the ah. of the conflict, and so they're living through it, and it's just they're this like farm town with their like. You know the the funniest characters, while the girls aren't funny, are like the dad, yeah, okay. and the mom, yeah, okay. who are just like you know Jerry and Terry from Derry, <laughs> and like fucking uh, Jerry and Terry, and then you know the, the my favorite character is the grandpa. Okay, it's, uh, like who's the guy from Game of Thrones? that's like the Kingsguard like old guy, Barristan Selma. Barristan, yeah, he's in it, and he, he that's him, and he plays like this living grandpa who's widowed and just like rags on the dad all the time that he's not good enough for like the mom who's like yeah it's just really funny man it's good that's shit. awesome it's i've like, check it out it's like i'm looking for good comedy at the it's moment. just like a quick 30 minute up like you'll if you can get over the irish accent which gail like when i put it on she cannot stand it she's uh, like what is this does she, does she have subtitles on <laughs> i do yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> subs not dubs yeah yeah, yeah all right okay uh, so i've been watching that man nice. um, oh man i've been doing a really cool one this week and this is actually going back a couple of weeks to a recommendation from yourself I got me and a partner to sit down and watch The Jinx. Oh. Now, whoa. You finished it? This is some show. Yeah, we finished it in oh. record time. How crazy. Record time. So for anyone who doesn't know, The Jinx is the story of this. Uh, he is effectively an American Robert. billionaire. Robert Durst. Yeah, Robert Durst, who is the third generation. Uh, second yeah, gen- like. Second or third generation of like property developers in New York. And it's effectively just fucking mad. But it's like a private company. It's like a family yeah, owned yeah, billionaire. Exactly. Private company. And they, he's, it, it's not, it gave me vibes of that House of Hammer show I was talking about the other day. You know, so rich, he just thinks he can get away with fucking anything. And but the the most interesting part, and I don't know about what you thought about this, was the goddamn um uh, the goddamn interview that of ran course. through the whole thing. This guy is just so off his rocker. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, it he is. had me convinced for a while though. Gail as well. He had me convinced. Gail as well. I thought like I was pretty. I I I, I saw it so long ago. I don't remember if I was convinced. Right, right. right. But I was. Pr- I, I'm pretty sure my gut instinct was this is an evil person. Yeah. Like you look at it's his the eyes. eyes. They're it's like the black eyes. eye. Like oh my and god. And then these just mannerisms. I'm like he's lying. I I think for me because he was so old and frail, it was easy to look past some mm. of those things. You were a bit like oh yeah, but then when you realized the things that were talking about him potentially doing, but when he was significantly younger, you were like oh yeah, this guy's a fucking psychopath yeah but like it's really interesting that he actually went to prison for some of these crimes we caught up with recently we looked at the he went to prison in they 2018 got, they I literally think. got him like they indicted him the well spoilers for this yeah spoilers for this the yeah, jinx. i actually don't even want 2015 like, i actually don't want people to even i i feel no, like you know what the no, ending is so good that yeah. i don't even want to like if you haven't seen it the ending is one of the best endings to anything i've ever seen yeah and you said that last time and yes. we'll leave that there 
All right, what else you been up to, buddy? What have I been up to? Ooh. I have been... Uh, well, look, I'm already missing House of the Dragon reruns oh, between sure. us. It's sad. I'm for like, sure. yeah. I, I, I might rewatch, but I don't want to. <laughs> because you know what? I want to be able to rewatch it again, as I said, with my kids eventually, like to prequel the Game of Thrones or something. Really? Like, okay. But anyway, the uh, I saw The Good Nurse on Netflix. Oh, really? It's on the top 10. It's actually not a bad show or a b- bad movie. It's got good ratings. It's got Eddie Redman and... Uh, I like Eddie Redman. And it's got the badass chick from uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I don't know who that is. I should. Is it Zero I Dark? Don't. It's, yeah. It's not in my brain. Zero Dark Thirty is the one where they go through the uh, the operation that took out Osama bin Laden. Yes, I remember and that. And it follows her as the special forces like CIA agent who finds the lead, follows it up over years and gets him. Ah, okay. Um, and she's a, she's a, I forget, she's a redhead Jessica actress. Chastain. Yes, she's super good. And she- uh, Good cast on that film. Oh, yeah. Joel Edgerton, Chris yeah. Pratt, Mark Strong, Jason Clark. Really Damn, good, good cast. cast. Really, really great movie. But um, Kyle, Kyle Chandler, by the way, and they do this a lot on The Ringer that we were talking about before, yeah. The Ringer podcast. He's a that guy for He me. is a that guy. For me, anyway. I don't know if he actually But is, he's actually but... got a couple lead roles. Yeah, he has. But, um, out of are, nowhere. You're talking about Zero Dark Thirty cast right now. I right? am, yeah, yeah, sorry. So this the the good nurse is, basically there's two, like there's a couple main characters. There's like the detectives and then the two main characters. But it's about this like nurse that like, became a serial killer by killing the people that he administers that and that's eddie redmond's character like that's uh it follows that story and it was adequately creepy and well acted okay it was like i hadn't heard of it and i was glad i watched it one of the few good netflix movies not a big cast for the rest of this fairly no it's it's pretty it's pretty small in scale yeah okay that's cool but it was good it was right i might check that out that sounds like one that the partner might enjoy she's not big into scary stuff it's a thriller it's not so i'm not i don't know if i don't know how into it she'd be i'd be into it's actually not even it's like a suspenseful movie it's like a mystery it's like a suspenseful biopic she like hide behind behind her hands and i'm like there's nothing to hide there's just creepy moments where you're like oh (laughs) like you're not actually scared you're just like oh i just do not i feel awkward and like cringe oh yeah what would i do in your situation great yeah okay i'll check that out for sure i'm gonna put that on the list Another one for you, I think I think you'll really like this one. Now, this was recommended by friend of the show, Ryan. Uh, thank you, friend of the show, Ryan. We really appreciate it. We love it when people recommend stuff to us, especially uh, especially TV shows. We've got another one coming up at the end of the show. Uh, is the new Disney Plus show, Tales of the Jedi. Now, for anyone, I'm going to be releasing a YouTube video on this pretty soon. So if you don't want to know my feelings on this, maybe just skip ahead a little bit. But uh, so effectively, it's these small 15 to 20 minute episodes, roughly six and it mostly focuses around uh, Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku. Mm. And it runs through effectively the whole of the prequel trilogy. But it is so good. So fucking animated? good. Animated? It's animated. It's sort of in the Why same style as like... do good stuff that's not animated? I don't know. <laughs> like, other than Andor. Great. But it, it, realistically what it's done is it has made me so excited. So excited for that Ahsoka Tano show. Like mm. I just... It's just going to be so good. It's weird. They're like doing a lot of... Like they're really milking... In between oh, big years, time. big time of, of the first trilogy. Well, they were in the do- second yeah. trilogy. They not- were originally doing like just like the around between the first two episodes of the of the original trilogy. They haven't now- touched anything. But like my point is, they did the whole new trilogy. They haven't touched anything there. I I just think- do you think they're just done with that? Uh, at some point in the not too distant future, that will no longer be canon somehow. Or it will be, but how it's, could they do that? It, it will just fall wayside to another like sequel trilogy that becomes the new big thing. But I'm just shocked that they're not even doing like new shows off the back of that. You know what I mean? Like off the back of the lore that was built there. Like they're, just, they're doing everything in the past. 
Yeah, interesting. It's, it is like I'm not complaining actually, but it's I just, think some of the shows we're getting now are, the, are great. Yeah, exactly. This one, this one specifically, I have to call out. It does a really great. Like I, what did you think of Count Dooku? I mean, he's whatever. Exactly. Yeah, a nothing character. Like, and he just dies. So what? Spoilers, yeah. I assume, for the prequels. <laughs> but this shows him as a, a Jedi Master and like his sort of turn to the dark side. And it's believable. It shows these shades of grey that Star Wars doesn't really tailor to that well, especially in the newer movies anyway. Mm. It is very much, you know, black and white, good and evil. Whereas this, it's like Dooku, he's seeing what the council are doing and how they're not responding to things perhaps they should be responding to. And it's him gradually getting more concerned and him turning to Palpatine who you know he thinks could be the answer mm-hmm. before it's great really good highly recommend the Ahsoka episodes are really good as well um really well done short sharp quick partner sat down watched two of them was like she's a badass I was mm-hmm. like yeah you're in this now so yeah it's really good nice Lord of the Rings ah oh, tell me good I, look I'm enjoying it more okay. and more um, but the thing it's is, next I'm, on the list for me. I'm just not as I'm not as big of an expert on Lord of the Rings lore as I am Game of Thrones. By by not as big, I'm like not even close. Yeah, I mean it's hard. Like it's like way 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 harder. And so for that, like a lot of this, I'm getting as I like listen to podcasts about it. I'm actually enj- I'm going back. I'm like, oh, I'm rewatching do, a couple do, episodes. Do you mean I our like podcast it more. on the the 1980 1978. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Plug to our episode. Plug to um, our episode on that fucking terrible movie, Sam. but uh no i i've been like other podcasts that are much smarter with lord of the rings than me and and they've they've enhanced my viewing of it a lot more and i'm like i appreciate what they're like i'm just kind of surprised that like amazon hasn't like fully butchered it right like it's actually pretty good I, I keep seeing mini, like, semi-spoilers on, like, social medias that aren't. It's like, oh, could this person be this thing? And I'm like, oh, I didn't really want to know that. So I think when I watch it, I'm going to have to try and just, like, block my mind out and be like, just be in it. I just don't even know. And maybe know, listen to that stuff afterwards. I don't even know enough about, like, the other, the past to even know what the theories could be. Right. You know, like, oh, is this person this person? I'm like, who is that person? You know what I mean? Well, I'll, have you seen it all? No. Okay, Sam, so okay, well, I'm only on episode four. Okay, great. Well, I won't yeah. say anything because if the person they think it is, it'd be like a fucking. It's going to be, is this person Sauron? Pretty big spoiler. Yeah, but like, who cares? Sauron's just like Sauron. Like, he's just this. Animal. Not necessarily. No, he started off as a man. But the cool part about this is not like, oh, who's Sauron? It's like, how is Sauron going to use what are like. We we basically know they were seduced, right? Because of that one that one line in the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring was like, Love that. but they were deceived. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, so you yeah. know he's going to use the political dynamics that are being built in this season is that what it to is, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, compromise all these, because you know that's what comes next. It's like the fall of uh, where they all get the Rings of Power sure. like, in the name. So I'm I'm really excited for how they're building that. Is that what it's about? Oh my god! I'm really excited how they're going to build that fall. Cool. Like it's almost like the you know the prequel to Star Wars where you know Anakin's going to end up as Vader, but it's like no. how is it going to happen? Yeah, I think I used that again, back to back weeks. Love what did I use that for before? House of the Dragon, I think. Probably a yeah. lot of prequels going very, on right very. now. Yeah. Look, go back and listen to the episode. You will find it. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. You will find it. <laughs> That's got to come back at some point. Uh, my final one this week is uh, we have been carrying on our watch of The Hunger Games. Now, we've watched the first the first part of the last book. So it's Mockingjay Part 1. Yeah. And honest to God, I'm still surprised how much I enjoy this. I don't like, remember if I've even seen the last two, to be honest. 
because I, I hated the book so i, I just didn't, didn't ever watch the i've told i think i've told the story in the podcast before i have this mental block on the books right so when i broke i broke my leg pretty bad when i was 25 getting way off topic here like it was horrible i was in hospital for ages big operations blah 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 etc etc and my dad at the time brought me the trilogy to you know past time hospitals are fucking boring i don't know if you've ever been in one nice. they are real boring yeah, I have, and um, i just remember like i think i would read the first chapter of it and by the time I got to the end of the chapter, either I was in a lot of pain or someone would come to give me like an injection of something or some, every single time I'd pick it up to read it, I had to put it down. And I, I think I've just got a mental block on those books <laughs> ever since then. But the movies, man, they're really great. Like I love the socio-political tones in it, like how it sort of relates to even now, like the propaganda, the intrigue. I'm really excited for the part two. Good luck. Good chat. <laughs> no, good luck. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil your fun. I'm okay. glad you're enjoying it. I never watched the first two. I don't think I watched the third movie because I hate the third book. Okay, but uh, I, I you know, if if you come out of it high on it, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a go. I do like her as an actress. I think ah, uh, mm, yeah. No, I'm trying to. I'm get. I'm going off her as we go. Yeah, through. Yeah, of course, because I, like her character gets annoying. But I just mean her as an actress in general. Like she's a much better Katniss Everdeen than Daniel Radcliffe else? is. No, Daniel Redcliffe is a Harry Potter. Oh, that's not hard though. I'm just saying. That's really not. That's a it real. Is. I actually bar. think that like they're both equally as annoying. At, like on the page, they're both very annoying. I think she started off pretty good in the movies. I quite liked her in the first film. The second one, I kind of space cadetted a little bit with. I was like, I'm not that fussed about this. And this most recent one, like I, I really like the propaganda angle. You know, all the, you know, using her in videos to make it look like she's fighting the good fight and all this. I enjoyed that, but it wasn't necessarily her. It was the fact for me, I, I liked the fact that the people she was serving were almost a mirror to the people they were trying to overthrow. And I really found that interesting, and that she's still going along with it. But is she not seeing what's going on here? It's basic but good yeah like it, i'm not saying it's yeah. i'm not saying shattering any boundaries no, of no, storytelling it, but the way they're doing it's quite yeah. interesting no and I'm, and I'm enjoying it a lot no I, I enjoyed it i read all the books because of that for sure ah even yeah i thought you said you didn't like the books i you read the i them. read the third i finished it doesn't ah. mean i enjoyed it yeah. <laughs> okay all right gotta well, know gotta finish no you know i'll uh yeah i'll, An ending I'll feedback yeah. i'll feedback to you next week well, look, um, let's shimmy on. Um, what we like to do now is we like to talk a little bit about the news. We call this segment of the show, Have You Heard? <laughs> bring it back. I'm bringing the singing back, DL. I can tell. Um, yeah, so essentially this week we've had some pretty big news. We've got, oh, a bit, we've got some House of the Dragon prequel news. We've got a bigger witcher news. Okay. And a little bit of news about the MCU as Don't well. Don't spoil the witch. Henry finally says no to something i know he finally said oh it. my god this isn't even the pod that's why he was yeah he he's like it. i need to say no <laughs> I've, i'm coming I'm off as too big a geek yeah, yeah. <laughs> well let's go let's go there first then the the witcher news then. so the witcher had big news this week so this is the witcher tv show yeah there was actually witcher gaming news this week too but let's, let's talk about that so do you want to preface this it's it's such a bummer it's a real bummer uh henry cavill's cavill's out He's stepping away from the Witcher yeah. after season three. It's a, it's a, which is like really interesting that they couldn't come to some kind of agreement here. Uh, well, we had a bit of discord yeah. about this, like chatting away yeah. outside of the podcast. We do talk outside of the podcast. It, we are friends as well as yeah, podcasting yeah. idiots. Um, y- your, your perspective is you thought something must have gone wrong. There's no way this happens if he, he obviously did not agree with the direction they were going. Yeah. Because there's too much at stake. Yeah, it's very interesting yeah. you say that because it also came out this week that the people, the the writers and the producers of said show 
they don't actually like the original books or the games. They wanted to go a different direction with it, and it was Cavill who kept bringing them back to like what the story. It's like why would it's like just get different fucking writers? Why would you buy the IP of something that's like heralded as good and write something different? But no, it's like, it's, well, what it's is the more point? like? Yeah, it's more like why what, like why have these writers? Like you could get any writers, M- move them on, bring some others in. Like Henry Cavill is the reason people are watching this show. It's definitely not well, Yennefer. It's, it's, it's de- Fuck me, we've talked about her enough <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in it for the wrong reasons. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's very true. That's yeah. very true. Uh, no, I just, I, I think uh, it's obvious that like an, a dumb studio exec made this decision. Stupid because you decision. know what? Like otherwise, I would have been like, maybe there's more to it. But they fucking replaced him with Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, like I'm sorry, like that's just that, that stinks. The nepotism of, of that family is yeah, going through yeah, all of the. I'm just it stinks of like somebody like it's gonna be the next door. We'll get a bunch of people. Like it just stinks of stupidness like corporate stupid head of studio like let's get the rock you know like and just put him in something because it'll get eyeballs and it's like that's what that's what happened i i don't see him as the witcher either like he doesn't have that he doesn't have that he doesn't have it no he doesn't and it's also like like what who maybe they know something we don't right which is like well the people watching this aren't too many steroids and he's gonna (laughs) die in the next year I think, like, I just think they may know, like, actually, we see who watches this, and it is the people that like The Rock. Most right. of the most of the viewership aren't the hardcore fans or the Game of Thrones fans that want this depthful TV. It's actually the people that like these stupid shows. So we can do this, and it might actually grow the audience. But I just don't. Everything in me screams that that's not the. This that can't gonna, be that. Can't this be is going to die after season yeah. four. Everything screams at me there's, like there's it's already petitions fail. online like, to to fire the writers and bring Henry Cavill back. Like, and fair enough, he's going to have a lot more on his plate. We talked last week about him going back to the DC universe. Wonderful. He's going to be in a lot more that, stuff. That's not why. Sure, they could have made it work. Exactly. And he's got this, he, he clearly has a contract with Netflix. He's doing the Enola Holmes stuff. Like, come on guys, make it work. We all want, we all want him. It is interesting. Hashtag bring back Cavill. Because he was like the best part of it. He was so good. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Wasn't that wasn't that literally our um, yeah. uh, stupid plot summary for yeah, that show? Yeah. Just like <laughs> <laughs> such a good um, such a good show, and it's gonna have. I, I feel like that's gonna be a real show. It's a bummer. Look, moving on. Then we did have some news this week about House of the Dragon. Did you? Did Henry you Cavill giveth. Henry Cavill taketh. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not Henry Cavill related. Uh-huh. I w- it would be great if he was. Apparently, he wants to be in that. I that's heard. what I was saying. Uh, so apparently, George R. Martin. It is being reported has confirmed there is a spin-off in the works <laughs> a spin-off of the prequel go figure sea snake which is focused on the sea snake Good now character. do you want to do you want to um preface him a little bit uh look he's pretty famous uh in the lore and in the, if you just watch the recent season he's a yeah, big, he's a big he's character. great in it he's he's it's basically the uh they are basically the lannisters of that era does that make sense kind of so, so like they They're were not quite as pompous no but i just mean in terms of like uh rich they are pompous to right. be fair but they're not as like they didn't come across that way yeah as much but, but the they but they're it's more earned sure it's uh so they're, they're basically like the richest house house in the realm yes that is closest to the incumbent king which is what the lannisters are when you start game yes. of thrones they're the yes, richest yes, house yes, in the yes, realm yes 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 incumbent king is married to them or yep. or close to him uh and the sea snake is is uh the corliss valerian yep. in the in the show he is the basically the dude that has the the fleet, the biggest fleet, and owns all the trade routes. He's basically made a name for himself by uh, making money through trade. He like he grind. He didn't get into make power because of money. Make money, money. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. He didn't get he didn't get into power because of his dragons. He got into power by like grinding out. Yeah, like a, 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 I guess a trade route commerce. 
like grinding that pole. Yeah, yeah, I get it. He's, he's, he's a stripper. I get it. No, that's. I found it really interesting. And like he, admittedly, towards the end of the recent season of House of the Dragon, he sort of fell off a little bit. That was, he he missed a few episodes, but I found him. Yeah, I found him really compelling. Good actor. I don't know what they're gonna write about. Young him, young him grinding on the pole. Don't know how compelling that is. I don't know. It could be pretty, take, imagine I think taking like over the narrative. I think like all these stories are kind of cool. Right, yeah. like in the sense that, like, there's a bunch of ones that they can do in yeah. Game of Thrones that are like the side characters and have like will have cool elements to them, but they will not be Game of Thrones. Yeah, I because there's no like mythical yeah. epicness yeah. to it. Like even House of the Dragon, like the this has a mythical epicness because of the dragons yes. and because it tied back to the greater story in the way they did it. I just don't. This will just kind of be like you know what? It, if they do it right, it'll be like Rogue One, which is like. Everyone from Star Wars that loves the trilogies probably don't watch it as much, but everyone else really likes it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And I, yeah, I, I'd be keen to see it. Like, it looks good. Would, look but, like, I don't... The, the, the thing that gets was great about Game of Thrones was there were so many characters. Uh, the, in the first place, you were like, who the fuck is this? Whereas you gradually got to know them all and love them all. Whereas this, it feels like very... It'll be smaller A bit scale. too one-dimensional. It'll be smaller scale. And that's okay. Like, look, it's like Marvel, right? They do they do different things for different shows now. And maybe that's what Game of Thrones becomes. But so far, it's been like kind of, while different, there's been a quintessential like epicness to it that I think you lose if you strip the scale back any further. Well, the scale back. I like your wording there. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel... And Yuck. specific what 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 what's going I'm on? Off Marvel. Speak well. Hear, hear me out. Yeah. There is a report this week that uh, Paul Bettany's Vision. Now that's White oh. Vision. He's <laughs> coming Fall back season for his own show. Yeah. Now we obviously remember that at the end of Wonder Vision, that's the new name for him, White Vision. Uh, <laughs> He was uh, unable to decide, you know, whether he was the ship of Theseus or not. He had the big old spiel about that with himself. <laughs> and multiple sources are saying that he's likely to reprise the role in an upcoming Disney Plus show where he goes on a journey to find his memories and humanity. I find that a bit weird because he's a robot. But, like, this sounds great. Do you like Vision? Yeah, I thought he was fun. He grew I think me. he's, like, a good character when compared to, like, these other, like, characters that are, like, college kids. Because he's, like, the adult yeah, that's okay. kind of, like, really, like, robotic. And they're, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Thor's being an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I just wonder if I'll get bored. But I love Paul Ben. Have you seen Margin Call? I have not. Best performance I've ever seen by him. Really? Yeah. Better than the Chip of Theseus part of Wonder Vision. Yes. Wonder Vision. <laughs> he is an eye banker at the 08 Christ. It's so good. It's okay. A, right. It's actually a phenomenal movie. I'll check that out. Cast is Kevin Spacey. Yes, he's Ooh. weird, but he's really good. Ooh. But he's good. It's a, it sucks, but because you're like watching, you're like, oh, you're weird. But he's good. Uh, Paul Bettany, the guy from Heroes that plays the villain. I forget what his name is. Oh, you mean yeah, yeah. The guy that like Siler or something. He cuts everybody's head off. Yep. That actor. We both made um, a sign. Yeah, cutting head yeah. Off, yeah. It's uh, Demi Moore. Oh right, okay. Um, who is the guy that you love that was in The Watchmen that plays the main like really really smart guy? You English actor. Plays a, the really, plays, really smart guy. Plays the guy that's like trapped in the Watchmen show. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, uh, he's in he's in the Batman. Yes. He's in yes, Batman. Yes, he's Alfred. Alfred, yes. No, he's not Alfred. He's in, a, in the Justice League one. Yeah, the Justice League, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten his name. I know exactly what you mean. He's amazing. It's going to wind me up so I know, because you so love he's him. He's in it too. Um, He's in it. And there's another guy that I don't know his name, but they all play their parts phenomenally. Oh, Paige, the guy from You, uh, Paige something oh, or other. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays like the young eye banker who's like trying to you know jeremy irons God, jeremy irons yeah burning my brain such a phenomenal cast okay and it's a great it basically follows sorry we're off topic here but i guess it follows a bank 
this is our usual have conversation. You seen the, have you seen the big short? Yes, great film. It follows the opposite side of that. Okay. So the banks that were holding the bag of shit yeah. the day before they figure out that it's a bag of shit yeah. and okay. what they choose to do to try and get out of it. Ah, okay. Um, I watched a really interesting show recently on the, uh, what's it, what was it, the GameStop um, stocks. Have you seen that? We'll talk about, I think we can talk about it on That'd our next podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up, give you a little bit more insight. Yeah. Really interesting, similar vibes. I love these office dramas. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not about that. It's, yeah. it's all, it's, it's people trying to basically destroy the financial state of America. It's phenomenal, really interesting. I, I know what happened with GameStop, but I don't know, I didn't know there was a documentary on it. It's on, yeah, it's okay. on Netflix. It's real good. It's okay. super interesting. How about this? You talked House of the Dragon. How about George R.R. R. Martin? George! 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 He's a pirate. Germ is three-fourths done with Winds of Winter. I read that. So we will have it in the next decade. <laughs> Probably a decade. No, now. we won't. Like 10 plus years. <laughs> I was going to say minimum 10 years. Um, and then I also had uh, an ex-Twitter exec that's $42 million to go bye-bye. I know. How God, great does that Give me sound? that job. I will take that job uh, every day. So my, my dad used to have a friend, and this is... This is way off topic, but I'll, I'll tell you very quickly. He used to have this friend who was really well-renowned within, within the financial yeah. spheres. And he would take jobs with businesses that were clearly going to go under in six months. Mm-hmm. He would take the job, get paid a shit ton of money to turn it around, do a really good job, but still the business would go under, get a ton of money paid out when it eventually went under, then move on to the next one. That was literally his life. He would do six months on, six months off that doing this. It just feels like something's broken in doesn't capitalism it, doesn't it sound what, like yeah. that exactly i was like one how do you become that person <laughs> like that sounds great but you two, fail successfully yeah exactly but two like fuck man like capitalism screwed something's the world. broken yeah look final bit of news then before we move on speaking of capitalism uh marvel and ea have reportedly agreed a three game deal so start we've talked a little bit before that ea are currently working on an iron man game uh i guess this probably going to be microtransactions and avengers but look it can't be worse than that crap avengers game surely i don't know you're the only one that played so it. bad literally so the only person in the world it. who played it real <laughs> real real bad but yeah that could be interesting man like ea the, if nothing else they have a lot of different people working for them who could do good stuff not true just doubt it yeah i um, doubt it too if you guys seen anything this week, let us know. Hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. We will find you. We will find you. <laughs> we love when you send us memes. Tag us, send it to us directly. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate when you do. DL, yes. do you want to premise our main topic? Yes. So there's a, this is our anthology on sci-fi movies. Sci-fi movies. I didn't even know we had that anthology. We do. We have so many <laughs> anthologies right now. I was, I was explaining to someone at work today. I was like, we have this sci-fi. We have movies we should have seen. We've got this. And what I'm was like, the oh other sci-fi? We did. I think you're making this one No, up. no, no. We, we did the one with Bruce Willis, funnily enough, again. Um, oh, that was that was just an old movie that you made us watch. That yeah, wasn't an that anthology. That was a sci-fi. That's so one you of created sci-fi anthology. anthology. Off the back this of that, is, yes. precisely. That's all. That's what I do, man. I'm the ideas oh, yeah. guy. Don't Okay, okay, okay. Don't kill the ideas, guy. All right. Preface the goddamn movie already. Um, it's called Looper. Yes. Uh, it's Rhea Johnson uh, directed. It's a 2012. Yeah. It, there you go. 2012. Uh, we had both seen it before. Correct. Yeah. Um, so and that's why it doesn't fit into movies we haven't seen. Yeah, we couldn't have done. So that's why we <laughs> need a new anthology. But it was one that we wanted to talk about because you know it's uh, got some tropes. It's got some a good cast. 
It's been and bubbling so, in on the top of our minds for a little while. Yeah. Before we get into the cast and such, do you want to give us your stupid plot summary? Of course, of course, of course. And I'll just say, uh, you know, spoilers for this movie because we're going to do spoilers. All I know, the way but through. I know, it's from but 2012. Like, I know, like, but my on. dumb summary. Like, come on, come on. Narrator tells his tropey time travel story from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> heaven? <laughs> like, come on! Like, how is he narrating? <laughs> like what he's like this is how it happened it's like but you're dead okay mine mine takes a little diff a slightly different different route so a young man is at the center of a plot from the future to take him out though he doesn't know it yet he holds the fate of the human race in his hands when a futuristic assassin arrives and an, unli- an unlikely protector will give him give everything to save him this is terminator 2 wait what are we talking about again <laughs> what film is this is that what it, is that the plot of Terminator 2? Terminator 2. But it's not himself. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I give you that. There were, there were different... Okay, right. As you said, um, this is Rian Johnson. Famously of Star Wars. Famously, that film well, people seem Looper, to don't like. And yeah. Knives Out. Yeah. Can you guess me, DL, the IMDb score for this? 8-8. Uh, eight, eight. It's 7-3. Okay. Interestingly, can you tell me the Rotten Tomatoes score? I you told me earlier ninety one. It's ninety three. I don't listen. I lied to you. It's ninety three. It's that's real fucking high. Honestly, I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. Same. Even the second time I saw it, I enjoyed it. Well, let's get into that in a moment. Before we do that, can you tell me the Metacritic score? Eighty two. Oh, close. Eighty four. That that is off the charts. I mean, it is like different, man. It is different. It is different. Like there's plot holes, but any movie with time, like. It Ta- is, it, it is a it's a walking plot it's like a what do they call it paradox it's a paradox so it has a plot hole by we definition. will talk about that exact thing in a moment so this has got like you said a great cast uh joseph gordon levitt plays joe bruce willis plays his older older self, joe. old joe uh emily blunt plays sarah paul, paul dano, dano out of nowhere i did not also know really 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 underrated part in this movie really good yeah. he embodies like a lot of what you know is going on i'm, I'm absolutely on with you on that uh it's got jeff daniels as abe also wa- under like i wish he was bigger and i wanted to call out uh pierce Gore, uh gagon gagnon pierce gagnon that's yeah, a weird name that guy sid who is the kid and surprisingly not annoying He's a- I really like the kid in this. I thought he was great. I don't recall if he was annoying. I recall that tele- telekinesis was annoying. Did yes. he telekinesis randomly? The, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there, there's that <laughs> what story. What the fuck is that about? There's that storyline as well. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm bringing back a bit of a favorite segment that we don't do every week. And I'm going to bring it back because this week I'm going to give you a, a new opponent for goofy IMDb picks. Okay. It's back, baby. Okay. I think we, we've let it slide a couple of weeks now. We can bring it back. So you might remember the current MVP is our 80s superstar, Mark Kazmir Dinovitz Jr., who is in a lot of Thor films, apparently. Mm. Uh, his picture, you'll remember, he looks like he's just rocked off like a... I don't know, like a Guns N' Roses <laughs> reunion all right. style tour bus. Which is um, fair. You know, we all like Which is what, you know, which is what everyone wants to that occasionally. And his picture's really weirdly photoshopped and black and white. You remember the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. We have a real contender this week. Now, this is John Eyes, who just plays Gatman. You'll remember from the movie. Now, can you, can you explain this, this picture to everyone, DL? <laughs> His IMDb. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a selfie in a like almost feels like he took a photo in one of those photo booths you have at a party, 
but he just took a selfie. Yeah, I know. And then it was black and white, and he has like a Jafar mustache. And he, <laughs> doesn't he? Just and is he's it, got, he's he's got, got like a, a little band? twirly beard. Yeah, he's got like a little Jafar beard. Sorry, not mustache beard. But he also kind of looks like he he's probably about to like sh- I don't know attack you in some reason. Let me see like, again. Let me see. Why me is he? Why eyes. is he so angry for? Yeah, he's gonna fuck you. You know what he looks like? He's putting on his best ice cube face. Yeah, that's what that's, <laughs> that's, that's what, it, what is. it is. That's his best ice cube face. Like his NWA cover. It totally is. Now, who do you think, DL, has the goofiest IMDb picture? Um, oh no, he's scaring me. I'm not gonna say him. <laughs> not, I don't want him to not find John me. Ice. I don't want him to find me. <laughs> so we'll stick with uh Kazmir Dinovitz Jr. Yeah, Kazmir ah, Dinovitz is he's, unbeatable. I love him. He's come back Other around. than that one well, guy, Ray that Liotta. was the original. Well, not Ray, Ray Liotta. What's his Ray name? Liotta. What's his name? <laughs> Definitely Ray not. something. It's definitely not Ray Liotta. Wasn't it Ray? I'm pretty sure it was Ray. Yeah. We'll find him. We will find him. Oh, we will God. find him. Uh, I need to remember he's got our name. It's going to really annoy me. Ray Buktenica. Buktenica. He's the real MVP Dude, I want to meet that guy. I would, I would love to Ray. meet Ray Buktenica. Hit us up. We'll, we'll make, we should make him like the he image of the Insta- show. He doesn't have Instagram. He, he doesn't have, probably doesn't listen to podcasts either. Let's talk about this goddamn movie then. Spoilers all the way through, like we mentioned. Yeah, like what's what's the plot here? What What's going on? What is the plot? Look, I will do my best. Cause it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a time travel movie. Yeah, it's it's going to be so a bit It's never easy. But in 2074, the mob, when they want to get rid of someone, they the target is sent in the past where hired guns, basically assassins or uh, hitmen, loopers, wait and kill the assassin. That is because, or kill the person that the mob wants dead. That is because time travel was invented and very quickly outlawed Mm -hmm, at that point. mm -hmm. And so the only people that can use it are the people that are using it illegally, that have gained control of it, the mob in this future where it's outlawed. But at that same time, it's really easy to identify, you know, dead bodies and people that you kill and track it back to you because of DNA advancements. So the only way to get rid of dead bodies that you kill is to send them to the past, have them be killed there and disposed of. So that is the setting that we're in. And we are following Joe. Is his name Joe? Yeah, Joe. Joe, who is a uh, one of these loopers, like he one is. of these assassins um, that deals with... Uh, and we follow his young self, who's our yes. protagonist? I would say so. Can he we is the say that? Yes. No. But <laughs> the... He's a murderer. Why is he the protagonist? He's a murderer with mommy issues. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything, right? Basically, um, we get to follow him as he uncovers uh, quite a thrilling chase with himself in the form of From Bruce the Willis. Future. Yeah, so kind of the plot to this is that these loopers, right, when they come to the end of their usefulness yes. for the mob in the future, that is when they get caught and sent back for their younger selves to close to the loop. dispose of them yeah. and close the loop. And they get a golden payday, their younger selves, they get paid out, they get a lot of fun. And... We find out early on, and we'll talk about this in a moment, that there's a new bad guy in town, and he's he's trying to close all the loops for whatever so, reason. So basically, you got all these looper friends that are living their best life because they're getting paid a lot. Yeah. Knowing they're going to have their big exit, they're going to have 10 years, 20 years of retirement before they get pulled back, and yeah. they end up getting killed. Now, so that just tells you enough about the world that you're in that people are agreeing to do this. Now, I remember fucking loving this when it came out. Like, yeah. I, you said it a moment ago, like, it's different, it's interesting, We'll talk about the world building in a moment. I really like that. On a rewatch, I really struggled with this. What did you think about rewatching this? Um, well, as I stated in my stupid plot summary, yeah. knowing that he knowing that he dies in the end, like he literally sacrifices himself to stop himself from creating the inevitable bad yeah. villain that is closing yeah. all the loops. Yeah. Like that that I think I could act with 
adequately explain that in yeah. a sense. Somehow, how is he narrating the story? Is yeah, he doing this from sense. heaven? Yeah, yeah. What is my, going on? That's my, silly. My original stupid plot summary before I decided yeah. to at least try was um, plot hole meets a plot hole and attempts to yada yada the original plot hole. <laughs> that was literally it. Like, this is the whole but, movie. But honestly, if they just didn't do the narration thing, I don't think there's as many plot holes. I think it makes it more interesting without the narration. Yeah. Like, you're as just you're just thrown disco- into again, this world. Again, like, show, don't tell. You're just like, discovering things. Why do people not realize this? Because like so everyone like sees Martin Scorsese pull off the narration and they're like, I want to try. No, don't. Just, That's what happens though. Just stop. Everyone thinks they're Martin Scorsese. So outside of explaining closing the loop, which is kind of a big deal in this movie, because you do there, there is an interesting aspect of this that on a rewatch whereby he is seeing people's loops getting closed a lot around him. Yeah. Where normally it w- it wouldn't be that regular. It's, it's like every now and again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I think they make a really big deal out of closing a loop. And I kind of like that idea that this is their golden, this is their pay, this is their way out. Mm -hmm. This is their only way out of this lifestyle until it's not because they then get dragged back in and sent back in time. I really, I really kind of like that idea. The concept is awesome. But yeah, Yeah. the concept is awesome. There is one minor flaw with it that I'd love to just get your opinion on before we move, move on to talking about performances. The way this works is that they're sent back and you close your own loop. You kill yourself in the future. Yeah, because you have to close the loop. But that loop opens you. you up to, let's say, hypothetically, like you realize it's yourself, like some characters in this do, and we'll talk about it. You realize it's yourself, and then, you know, do you want to kill yourself in the future? You might get scared, or, you know, you might not want to close your own loop in that way. Just send someone else to do it. <laughs> like, why has it got to be you? They're, they're all cold-blooded killers. If dude next to me goes actually, and does it, there's no fucking chance he's getting away. That's actually a phenomenal point. Like, wh- why has it got to be you? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And then think about it. The guy, the, the guy who's next to you, you still get the golden payday. You still get to I'm, leave. It, there's no excuse for that, Paul. It's, it's nonsense. The, the only because you're can, basically just exposing yourself. Only thing I can you're, think about, the only, thing I can, the only reason I can think this might not work is because let's think you're getting this huge amount of money to, to leave, the, leave the life, right? The, the other guy who's doing it might try and steal the money. That's the only reason I can think of. Well, why wouldn't he do that for anyone that he... Well, exactly. I think, it, code, I think right? they should probably make it more about, like, in order for in order for time, in order for, like, the fractures of time to, like, not be screwed up. Yeah. It ha- like, you can't involve more people. It has to be you. Yeah, that would make that more would, sense. Like, if you put, if you set up that rule... You know what I mean? It it it, it would be good to have an extra explanation, uh, an extra rule. Why? Yeah. No, Otherwise, <laughs> just fucking do it yourself. You know what I mean? Why like, is just like because they didn't think of that exactly? Like <laughs> because somebody didn't finish the story off so well. Look, let's talk. Let's talk about performances then, because like I genuinely really like some of the people in this. Like I thought Joseph Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt was amazing as a young Bruce Willis. He apparently studied. His mannerisms and his voice, like the way his voice changes, that's like, interesting. Through, list- through just listening to him mm. over his iP- iPod, that's an old reference. What did over he his just iPod, to him talk apparently to try and get the inflections in his voice How right does, and stuff. Just, does Bruce Willis do audiobooks? How did he do that? I think he just put it in his iPod and listened to it rather than watching. Oh. Like, this must have been the days when iPods were still pretty. No, but I just mean like, what did he listen to? Like Die Hard, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably a movie where Bruce Willis actually wanted to be in it because yeah. the other, the flip side of that is yeah. Bruce Willis did not want to be in this movie really i thought he was average as shit i thought he just was playing his typical angry self just ah, 
But there were lines like the Diner scene, and we'll talk about the Diner scene. You mean the minute. one where you like did the classic where Young Joe and Old Joe have their I don't uh, want to talk moment. about this time travel shit. Yeah. Like let's yada yada over the time travel. And <laughs> every he, every time travel movie does that, which is like the big time. You have to do it, right? My th- my thought with that scene was it was almost like Bruce Willis read the script and went, oh, I, I I don't care enough to do this and was like, Let's not talk about time travel. <laughs> No, I was like, he doesn't seem to care about this. But outside of, yeah, I mean, Jesse Claus Levitt, we'll talk about it, had some really awesome prosthetics put on as well to make him look a bit more like Bruce Willis. But I think the standout for this in me, outside of Dana, who we talked about a minute ago, I really liked Emily Blunt in this. And I didn't realize it was her in this. I didn't realize it was until you told me. But then I saw the picture and I was like, well, it's obviously her. It's, it's so her. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. She's great, right? She's awesome, man. She's, uh, I actually think she's aged better with it. Like, she's gotten better with age. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a very nice way yeah. to... She nice always has a shotgun on a farm in the movies I see. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she? Yeah, throwback to our episode on what's the one where they're it's really quiet. It's a quiet, quiet. place. Yeah. Something and shh and quiet. It's and a quiet place. Shh, it's shh. a quiet two place. Shh, shh, shh. Yes, shush, Dre. Shush. Um, I thought she was great in this. And look, she did have a shotgun. Uh, she was the mother of the child, right? So Again. The, yeah, yes. Again, the the plot of this dictates that old Joe comes back in time because the future, in the future, there is this new gangster who's taking everything over. The Rainmaker. The Rainmaker. And this is young Sid, who we talked about. And Emily Blunt is the mother of him. Yes. So effectively what happens is there's a big scuffle between the two old old and young Joes. Old but Joe why goes, though? Old Joe, well, let, let's get into it. Yeah. Why, why does that happen? Two love stories collide. Basically... Old Joe has had his, in, when they tried to come get him, or at some point along the way of his future payout life, when they try and finish his lip, they actually go and kill his wife that he had found and loved. Um, the one for him. The one for him. And so he's been brought back. And when young Joe tries to kill him, he realizes it's him, fails to kill him. He gets away. He, old Joe is now trying to escape young Joe because he can't kill him because that makes him not exist anymore. Which is nonsense. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's nonsense, but that's the rule, right? And so he's trying to get a scenario where he can go back. How does he... He wants to basically, because he's gone back in time, he wants to live his life to find his wife again? What's his motivation? This is a big plot point in this, which makes no sense. Because as soon as he doesn't die at the beginning of this, uh, uh, that, that stage in the movie, his entire timeline has changed. So he doesn't take the golden uh, payout. He doesn't then go on to live where he wants to live in China or whatever. But he can still find the wife, theoretically. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. But it's an entirely different life. His yeah. motivations for getting there and how he gets there are completely different. Yeah. It's nonsense. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. So what effectively happens is before old Joe gets sent back, his wife gets killed by the guys who are trying to you know, send him back to close his loop. He's full of vengeance. And in the past, he's then trying to find this rainmaker as a child. Oh, that's what he's trying to do. And... Yeah, forgot. And kill him so that it can't. So he can't happen. become the rainmaker. Yeah, that he, yeah. yeah. What do you think about the pacing of this movie? And, because and, we're talking about we're talking about we're skipping through it pretty yeah. rapidly. But what did you what do you think? I did, I like the pacing. Okay. Started slow. You you like discovering the world. You're learning about um you know the rules yep. that we you know upon second viewing are missing a few rules. <laughs> but you don't really realize that because you're like kind of engrossed in the Blade yep. Runner style like grimy world they're in. We'll talk about that, yeah. And uh I'd say it's good up until the very end. Okay. Where it gets a little bit out there. I had a bit of a problem with yeah. one of the plot elements that does make this drag just a little bit. And it was the whole Bruce Willis just becomes completely fine with murdering a bunch of children. 
So I, I stopped where I stopped in that last segment because what happens is in the scuffle between Bruce and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Levitt steals a piece of the puzzle, basically, which points Bruce to where the kid is. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, it being a case, Bruce then has to go back and find another way to find the kid. There are three options of who this child might be. And he then just goes off and kills the other two. And I'm like, I forgot about that. Why? Why is this necessary? It's not. But, so, well, it is to him in his mind. It is to him in his mind. And what I called out at the beginning was, I said, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is supposed to be the protagonist of this movie. But if I know he his future self is willing to go and murder a bunch of children, I'm not really behind him anymore. I'm well, like, and I get it, the different people. But what changed, I guess? They didn't really explore that as the much? Wife, the wife is the only thing that changed. He changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. She dragged him out of the But like, the I guess like, yeah, they kind of explored at a high level but it's like there it would have been nice to tie it to a singular another couple moments because it's kind of like you're right they're very just like the juxtaposition between someone that could go murder a bunch of kids and yeah. the guy we see how do how There's do you get the, there, like yeah. how do you get there they didn't really explore that beyond like yada 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 met like slideshow of me just living my life and she yeah. dragged him out of the lifestyle okay great but like young joe makes it makes a great point of like well i could i could love some i could meet someone else and love them yeah why don't you let me do that and yeah. it's like yeah, why don't you let him do that? <laughs> if you're the same person, I don't get behind this. Like, I don't see the young guy as the same person he ends up as. But then I suppose, is that a theme of this movie? Like, we, we all end up being someone else. Like, we change over our lifetime, become a different version of Yeah, ourselves. I guess, like, it, it would have been an interesting theme to explore if they gave us more, like... Absolutely. What if you just, like, cut to moments with Bruce Willis and you don't really realize they're the same guy until a certain great. point? And you're like, you're kind of, you're, it's like they're foils to each other. Yeah. You know, that would have been interesting. One of the things I did really enjoy about this was the cinematography world building side of it, which I genuinely really enjoyed. And you touched on it a minute ago, the sort of Blade Runnery world. And <laughs> it was really interesting because they didn't go with like, oh, it's a sci-fi futuristic world. It's, it's kind of close. It's grim. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it is sci-fi and futuristic, but it's like in all the ways that didn't really move the needle for humanity. Exactly. There's a couple floating bikes. The drugs are like a little bit crazier than bit current day drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like but they're then, not that different. You know? But then they're the one percent, right? Maybe yeah. even less. They're yeah. the not point one percent. And they're not less. even and they're not looking that great. And they're not having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Their life isn't that that good. I find that re- a, a really interesting mirror to actual life, right? Like, you know, yeah. we work our asses off all the time. How much of it do we really get? Like, we can yeah. we get on the housing ladder at some point? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. you know? So I find it like a, a really interesting, uh, like I say, mirror to the real world in a lot of senses. And there are there is so much poverty in that. And you get like flashes of it. Mm. And it's really fucking interesting. But the other thing was, a question that baffled me about this was, why were there a bunch of like early 2000s cars in this film? Like it's set like... 40 plus years in the future. Like, what's happening with that? Like, how are I, they still running? I kind of feel like that's the point. Like, the technology doesn't really advance in ways that are, like, good yeah. for... Other than, like, you know, a couple things, like, that end up the not being that eventful the, for yeah, humanity. Okay. Yeah, okay. I find but that, I, or I maybe find they that. just had a low budget. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't quite muscle yeah, that much cash y- Yaris, you know, they didn't have the He had the Mazda MX-5. I, yeah. I enjoyed that, that, that little... Uh, and that other guy had the, like, bike, didn't he? Bike. yeah that's true yeah i forgot about that that was that was brought back for some reason and then the like the blunderbuss yeah the, they were which is just a sawed off shotgun yeah they were weird i didn't the whole world building i really enjoyed and like the plot had a load of weird holes in it yes but 
like on a first viewing, especially, kind of just like, oh, whatever. It's, it just all kind of works. And yeah. like, this is great. But then I it, think it's because it moves fast. Yeah. It's, and the acting's good. The acting is good. Good yeah. cast. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I'm, g- I'm going to go with that. The action not only moves at a clip, but it is also compelling. Yeah. Like I, we, it's a good time to talk about action and the time travel mechanic in this. I, th- there is a really great action scene when Paul Dano's character, Seth, his loop it's his time to close his loop. Yeah. And his loop comes back and he hears him singing a song that he recognizes from his mother and he can't force himself to do it. Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt hides him, that uh, young Seth in this, but then gets called out by Abe, who is the big boss gang man. And he eventually gives him up. Right. Yeah. But the act, the action in quotation marks seen in this is that old Seth is running around this, this version of whatever city it is. Yeah. However, young Seth being caught, he starts getting effectively oh, pieces of himself gnarly. cut off. And these are happening to old Seth as he's going. Yeah. And it's so interesting to watch. It is. It's and gnarly. like his nose disappears. Yeah, it's a gnarly. And then fucking, oh, and he, he yeah. just gets like, the first thing he sees is he has a scar on his arm that says, come to this address immediately type thing. That's a lot of words. I probably wouldn't fit in this far. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, get, get here. And then, bits start disappearing like his yeah, fingers it's frightening it's terrifying but it's also kind of like why wouldn't they have just what did they have to gain from like what knowledge did he have i think they had to keep young him alive in in their time for a certain i didn't understand that there was part. no i'm not gonna lie to you yeah. no but well maybe he need like his time he, he had to live out his life to a certain point mm. but then at the end joseph Cotter-Levitt doesn't do that so um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting until you get to the part where Bruce Willis is kind of explaining a bit of the time travel and he says, I, my memories become your memories just after they happen to you, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's having his fingers cut off, your old Seth, and he's seeing this happening, why does he not know that's happening? Why does he not remember? And he's like, oh yeah, why does he look surprised? That's I, what, I'm just I, like, why are you surprised I by don't, this? I try not to think too much. It hurts my maybe, head. Maybe I just overthought this no, movie. No, I mean, like, it's the kind of movie where if you think too much... Here, you know what? That's why Inception's so good. Because if you think a lot with Inception, you can kind of find a way to get to your own answer. Yeah, okay. It's just vague enough and just with enough rules that you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Or this, it was like, just move fast, do cool things. And if you don't <laughs> ask any questions, you'll enjoy it. But, like, if you do dig in a bit, there's not a lot of meta theorizing to do. Right? I think- it kind of falls apart in your hands pretty quickly. I think it was 80% style, yeah, 15% substance, yeah, and that last 5% thrill was all the plot holes. It was all the plot What is that song? <laughs> oh <my> God, yeah. <laughs> the Lincoln Park? <laughs> Probably. But look, should we talk about the ending of this then? Because we are coming towards our big climax. Yeah. The ending sees Bruce Willis finding young Sid, right? Yes. At the farm. And what happens then, Dio? Uh... Well, he tries to kill him, as we talked about, to stop the potential Rainmaker from creating all these crazy, you know, yada, yada, yada. But what the future, the future uh, that kills his his wife and closes all the loops. Yeah. But what what our boy Joe Young, Young young Joe realizes (laughs) that's his street name, which is as as is typical with prophetic or situations of this kind. In trying to do this, it's actually what creates the kid to be so isolated that dun, he becomes dun, this. Dun. And he sees it all happen. He has the epiphany and he shoots himself to stop himself from doing this in the future that creates the guy that does the thing. Yeah, it's a lovely standoff moment. I find it really it it's is. really It's an intriguing thing until idea. you realize who the fuck is narrating the story. <laughs> <laughs> if you're dead. Look, 
They should have had Paul Bettany do it. That would have been, or not if, Paul Bettany, Paul, uh, what's the other guy? Paul name? Dano. Paul Dano do it. Then I would have been really confused. I think if we go with your thought on this and you just don't overthink it, I like this ending. It's fun. It's nonsense, but like I liked what they did with it. The ending is not the worst part. But if you start to think about it, <laughs> it's what? a fucking paradox. It's yes. nonsense. As soon as he changes himself in this time, the, ho- the whole time travel piece falls to pieces. As soon as Bruce Willis stops God and Levitt killing him, his whole future changes. So if you go with the Avengers looking at it right, his past now timeline. becomes his future. It's a different timeline. So young Joe is never going to end up meeting the same woman at the same time. It can't happen that way. Well, it could. Not in the same way, because parts the, of it have already changed, is what I'm saying. But very, like, very little has changed. But right? it's also a paradox, because yeah. him... All right, let, let me let me put, let me this up. Like, does me... Old, does, old Joe's attack can't be both the reason for the Rainmaker was created and the that, attack that, on his life. It doesn't make sense. That, well, I guess, let me ask you this. If I go outside, I pause the podcast, and I run around the house four times, how much of the world has actually changed in this timeline? Nothing. Great question. I burned 10 more calories. <laughs> so my point is, like, I... <laughs> Don't think so much. <laughs> like maybe nothing changed. No, but the, you know what I mean. No, no, like, his whole maybe, character changes because when when right. So you you be, see the timeline. He knows why he's there. His whole character changes. Well, let, let me he never learn. Just for a second. Yeah, you see the timeline because they show how it plays out up to Bruce Willis meeting his his future wife. Yes, kills himself, takes the gold, goes off to live in China. Right. Yes. Immediately that's changed. He can't kill himself. He loses the gold. The gold's gone. He doesn't have any of that. He can't finish his his job. And, and go off to live in China. Either he oh, has he to stay. Gold. He has to stay where the where he is. But he's lost all his silver that he's been saving because he's a shrewd motherfucker. Because the 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 gang boss took it. So immediately his whole situation. He's got to find another way to fall, make the girl fall in love with him. He's a he's desperate gotta find, guy. He's, he's got to find another way to get to Shanghai. He's desperate. It's different, and it just doesn't make sense. So that attack can't be both things. I think if you if you give a little more time with Bruce Willis and create the create the characterization of someone who's just desperate sure i didn't get that from him but if you have well, like I mean, a he kills a bunch of kids <laughs> desperate energy you build it then it's like you understand why he's making these kind of like desperate yeah decisions i guess the ending of the film then is you get like the happiest ending you can get young joe kills himself sacrifices himself so old joe can't be in the position meanwhile child has telekinesis and yeah, that's a subplot that the what, whole telekinesis thing. Where did that come from? I, think, I don't recall. I just remember seeing it and being like, I don't like this. I think the idea is, right, that there's like, I think he says something like 10% of the population has telekinesis. But like, that's, there's no one else in it that. Well, you see Seth with it, with it, and you see his mother, Emily Blunt, with it, right? But for everybody but this one kid, telekinesis is just like they can hover a coin. It's really hand. dumb. That's it. It's nothing. But I think this one kid, he's the exception that has like full X-Men type. It's kind of like didn't need to be there. But that, what value did it I add? think that's the reason he becomes the Rainmaker because he has these powers and he can use them to destroy stuff. I think he harnesses those powers. But in the why future. not make it more human? And like he just becomes a ruthless fucker because that would make way more ruthless sense. Fucker, and that's a better story. Fuckery was done it's to him. It's a better story. Yeah. It's just not a great element of this. I just, that was the telekinesis thing kind of feel like somebody was like, yeah, throw that in. <laughs> x-men's big right now yeah, guys or like, it was 10 years ago <laughs> uh, was it well when wasn't this like the peak of the x-men trilogy no that was really. early 2000s do you want to talk tones and themes before we wrap up redemption loneliness regret plot holes uh i had I've, one other i've got one other word <laughs> the class the classic one which was directly from the game of thrones trailer is the ink dry on your future 
like all your past love and loss yeah love and loss what makes a man evil what makes a man a man (laughs) um it's got a lot of tones and themes and i don't think they all hit because i think it tries to do too much but there are two movies here i don't really mind the tones and themes the tones and themes are fine it's just plot holes or if you think about them yeah there are two movies if you don't think about it or if you do basically because the tones and themes are like actually solidly built in the sense that like you see a guy who's kind of almost like the eye banker mm. of this new mm. world, right? Yeah, the, yeah. No morals. I'm in it for He's me Patrick and my Bateman. big payout. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you see him, you know, that's the kind of person that would have literally like no care in the world, you know, doing what old him eventually do- yeah, tr- does yeah, yeah. or tries to change. And so there's a, there's a story there. You kind of see what changed about him. He basically finds the love. You know what it is? The cool message is he finds the love that it seems that Bruce Willis found too late, too far gone. Mm. Um, because obviously when he found that love, it didn't change him in a way that would stop him from doing crazy things. Yeah, he finds it earlier. So it's almost like, you know, if you, if you get the right message to people at the right time early enough and they're before they're jaded, like you can change, but some can't really teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. Because <laughs> they're both given the same thing, right? Like yeah, he, yeah, they both really, find yeah, love. Yeah, and the reason like really. he sacrificed himself is because he found love. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he sacrifices himself. He sacrifices himself for love, where old Joe ruins everything because of love. Yes, it's a it's different. Man, Man, we're good at this. Look at that. It's like we've done this eighty (laughs) four (laughs) times. Look, what we do now is we talk uh, three best and three worst. Uh, We give you three reasons why you might want to see this, and three reasons you know why why you might not. (laughs) I went first last time, DL. Do you want to give me your three best? I said Paul Dano, Jeff Daniels, and uh, Gordon Love Hewitt. Gordon, what's who? Gordon Love Hewitt. What's (laughs) who? Joseph Gordon Love. Gordon Love Hewitt. Is that? That's like a mix of like three actors. Whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> All right, okay. I I said I, I said the world. I really liked the griminess. I thought it was really interesting. That is. And one of my questions is: Would you like to see more of this? This world, this universe? No, nah, I think I'm done with it. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't mind. What else I'd are you gonna interested. get? There's no. I'd be interested. I think a bunch it, of telekinesis, cool, like coin flipping. Yeah, I'd be interested to know where the power comes from. Like in the end, like obviously the gangsters take over. But, you know, uh, I said Sid. I thought you know they left his powers somewhat ambiguous at times. Like, obviously, you saw the big, like, the big scene where he blows the guy up in the house. But uh, if they'd have left it a little more ambiguous, it could have been really engaging. I said, you know, if you can look past the flaws, if you, that first version of this movie I watched when I wasn't, you know, as picky. Yeah. It's a great movie. Fair. Worst? Um, worst. Narration and show versus tell. Oh, my God. Tell about Ending was kind of just out of nowhere, like, yeah, he randomly got like crazy telekinesis. Like, didn't need that. Um, and not enough Jeff Daniels. Yeah, that's true. I give you that. I said the time travel. It's really wonky. I don't think it works the way they use it. Yeah, it doesn't really work. It the yeah the telekinesis nonsense. Like, <laughs> d- didn't need to be there. Just no. ma- just make the kid like a psycho. Uh, and the last one was like just on the second viewing. I just couldn't look past those flaws. Like, they're just they are too overwhelming. All right. Now, what we do is we like to talk a little bit about our rating system. Now, our yes. rating system, we don't do five Joes out of three Joes. We don't do big restaurant aquarium versus exactly. you know, homemade goldfish aquarium. Precisely. We ask a very simple question. Is this better or worse than the most average movie that we can think of, which Aquaman. is Aquaman 2018? DL, do you think this Looper 2012 is better than Aquaman? It's better than a full... Aquaman Aquarium. Wow. Okay. I still think it's better. Why? Acting. <laughs> People act in this. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Blunt. Um, Good point. Honestly, even, you know, the kid has telekinesis. He's not just swimming around. <laughs> the power is swimming. 
Well, I'm going to go against you this week. Oh, God. I would rather sit and watch Aquaman no, than watch this. Is. I honest to God would. Honestly, if you asked me to watch this a How many times time, have you seen Aquaman? Once. Exactly. Twice. If you now, told go me to watch down, Aquaman three times and tell me which one you like better. If you told me to sit down and watch this for a third time, I would shoot myself. I did. I, you, you, you'd end your loop? Didn't. <laughs> I'd get you to end my loop <laughs> so I couldn't stop myself from doing it. I just thought there were too many plot holes. It annoyed me, and I found myself disengaging because of the little things that I should just be. Yeah, but that's watching all you. Over. You have a tough time with that. I do. You know what? You know I do. Yeah. But you've got to, It's got to be but a like, better fucking movie. But what about like Aquaman? How does he breathe underwater? How can you? How can you subvert? How can you He's an Atlantean. How can you subvert your expectations? Look, ultimately, yeah, it was fine. Let's talk trivia, true or false? Deal. Do you want a bit of trivia, true or false? Yeah. True or false, yeah. According to director Rhea Johnson, Noel Segan, who plays Kid Blue in this, took several classes, several classes, to learn how to spin his gun around his finger. Is it true or is that false? God, I hope it's false. It's actually true. Johnson told Entertainment Weekly that he filmed the scene numerous times of Segan spinning the four-point gun, but ended up using the one where he nearly dropped it because he thought it was funny. <laughs> I think that's that's a really nice little character moment as well, yeah, actually, yeah, like sure. how they built that character up. We didn't really talk about that character. He's quite interesting. He's like the desperate kid yeah. who's trying to impress the big boss. Yeah. I quite like that in this, like in the gangster flicks. Uh, true or false DL. Chris Hemsworth's wife plays old Joe's love interest among the rest of his family having roles. Oh, no, sorry. I'm still I'm still thinking about Thor, Love and Thunder because of all the nepotism in that film. Sorry. Um, next one. Uh, Joe is seen studying French without much, much success. Ironically, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is actually fluent in French. Isn't it Japanese? He studies French in it, but Does goes it? to Japan. Ah. Uh. So, interestingly... The original plot was that God of God and Levitt was going to be trying to learn French and move to France in the end. Mm. But upon doing edits to the film and, and sorry, upon doing edits to the, the script, they realized that it made more sense for the character to move to Shanghai and they could do it cheaper because of the financing of the film. So they just kind of went, all right, well, we'll change that then, <laughs> which is Fair interesting. Uh, true or false, DL? This is the second of three films which star Emily Blunt, which involves characters trying to change the future. I know two. Which two do you know? Live, die, repeat. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Change the future through time travel or just change the future? Just says change the future. True then. It is true. The other one was the Adjustment Bureau, which I didn't think I've I ever seen. I was going to say something else, but it worked out. What were you Failed say? successfully. <laughs> um, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I was going to say, it's a quiet place. She's trying to change this dystopian future to one that... I suppose you can... could say you're trying to change the future in any movie you're in. Exactly. <laughs> so that you got to where I was going to go if you said false. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, that's our wrap for that show. Thank you all for sticking with it. We do really appreciate it. We DL, we've just got a couple... Just a couple of bits of uh, correspondence this week. Do you want a bit of correspondence? Uh, you know, I love hearing from the people. We love it. The peons of this world, our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> our peons? That can't be the name for them. Yeah, you know the, the peons. Yeah. yeah how, all, like, of, all of us geeks in the world, the peons. All of us geeks. The inclusive peons. We are the peons. We, we are the communal peons. Great. Well... Thank you all for hitting us up. We do really appreciate it. You can find us at PodcastSemble or ThePodcastSemble at gmail.com. Hit us up, tag us in a meme, whatever you want. We love it when you do. Friend of the show, Ryan, hit us up this week. Now, he says, going back not so long ago, we had a a segment where we asked the listeners to send in their favorite TV shows to give us ideas of what to watch. And he said, a little bit late on this one. Apologies, guys. But have you seen 2017's Godless? Have you seen Godless DL? Is that a show? I believe so. It's a Western? Yeah. I have. 
You have seen I it. I have seen Godless. Can you tell me a bit about Godless? I don't really <laughs> remember. Is it the one where there's God? What's his name? Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let's just look this up very quick. It's a mini series. Yeah, it is. It's in only one season. Eighteen eighties. Yes. American West. What's the main outlaw gang leader? Frank Griffin hunts for an ex protege, Ray Goody. You've told me about this. Ray Goody. You've told us before. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Jack O'Connell's in this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, all right. you've told you've definitely. It's got a uh, Thomas Brody. I did old mate who plays Jojen Reed. It's got him yeah, in it. It's got a lot of. This people. has got Jeff Daniels in it. it. Does, yeah, I was going to say. I was waiting circle. for you. To, I was waiting for you to get to him. The perfect uh, cycle to the pod. He's the main bad guy, Jeff Daniels. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. He actually plays a very similar character to to the what we talked about today. Interesting. Roy Good. Roy Good. I forgot about Roy, Roy Good. Good. I made Gail watch this. She hated me for. Oh, it. really? Six episodes. I think it's like eight. Oh, I might give it a watch. Yeah. It's time. It's time we watch the Western. You know, it, it could be six though. It's a classic Netflix one that like is eight, but could be six. Ah, uh, one of those. It's a bit long, but it's, it's good. A bit it's like good. A, it's a bit like a Marvel TV show. Uh, no, it's not that bad. Okay, <laughs> brutal. All right. Well, thank you for the friend of the show, Ryan. We appreciate it a lot. Friend of the show, Ollie, messaged in this week, and this is a bit of a different one. So he didn't have a recommendation about a TV show. Mm. He sent us, and he says he thinks this would fit with our geekiness. Very nicely. Mm. It is a Marvel Snap game. So what you do is, effectively, it's an app, right? And you Mm. have a bunch of cards with Marvel characters who all have different abilities, different power levels, and you have to beat your opponent in a certain amount of goes. Got it. And I downloaded this when he sent it to me. Very skeptical because I don't really like mobile games anyway. Yeah. But... I find myself flicking on this when okay. I'm in a me- if I'm in a meeting that's boring or I'm in a okay. training. It's like kind of in the background, and uh, yeah, it's how you doing? It's actually a lot of fun. I mean, like I'm not really like Who putting effort at? into it. You don't choose a. It's you're just yourself. You're oh. just. It's like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh or something. You uh, you play with the characters, but you can uh, have like a little icon for yourself. I think mm. I've got Abomination at the minute. It's a lot of fun. Nice. It's fun, man. It's called Marvel Snap. We are not sponsored by Marvel Snap, but if you guys want to sponsor us, please do, because our podcast listener would love that. Yeah, they would. So thank you, friend of the show, Ollie. That That's a really awesome recommendation, and I'll probably get bored of it within like a couple of weeks, but for the moment, it's a lot of fun. There you go. Good thing for in between. Final correspondence from myself, DL, and we're going to, I'm going to, I've already brought back one f- favorite section of the show this week. I'm going to, I'm going to bring back another one. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I gave you some of our YouTube comments from our yes. various videos? Yes. This one is from my why should why should we care about Black Adam something something video? Okay. Which you know it's a bit clickbait. I give it a bit clickbaity, right? Like it always was. Well, that's just SEO, right? Exactly. It's how you get people to watch this stuff these days. And this is from Jose Hangar Rodriguez, <laughs> and his comment is just. This guy who was talking said that he doesn't believe that the movie Black Adam won't make it big. But my question is, this is all one sentence. I don't know how he did this. Is how do you know this for sure? Is he... Oh my God, this is terrible English. How do you know this for sure? The answer is he knows absolutely nothing at all. (laughs) There isn't any grammar in this at all. The movie hasn't come out yet. Hollywood cares more about making money. So the movie makes over 300 million at the box office. That's big in Hollywood. Thanks. Thank you, Jose. Thanks. Is it Jose? Uh, it's not even finished, and there has been one full stop this whole time. Hollywood looks not at this guy's opinion or anyone else. A lot of people didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman, but Hollywood doesn't care because Batman versus Superman made over three hundred million bucks of his money. Talks louder than anything that this guy says, and it will find its way into a toilet. <laughs> I I love that. Why did, 
Okay, two things. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's going in the toilet? Uh, my opinion, apparently. Oh, okay. Second thing. Can yeah. I introduce him to the comma? Oh, my God. There, <laughs> I, in this entire piece... And or semicolon. <laughs> in this entire piece, there are two commas, and not in the places you think they should be. Fair enough, though. At all. You know what? You're in the toilet. He's, he's right. So what do you care? When he talks, <laughs> I'm in the toilet. We're not, Thank you, no, Jose. No one's arguing about that. We're just arguing about what we want to see, Jose. And what I want to see from you is some use of the semicolon. The other one was, and I, I wasn't going to call this out, but the person above him just said, Rest in the good news, Moonface. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I have no idea what that means. The algorithm is a mysterious beast. It's great, and I love it. And we love it when you guys comment on our videos and yeah, like please them. Do. Keep Thank going. you very much. Especially when you tell Tommy to go to the toilet. Please <laughs> tell fan. me to go in the toilet. Um, DL, do you want to close up the show? Yeah, I was going to say, pass on the pod. Give us five stars. Give us four toilets. Give us no stars. I don't care. We love it when you do that I'll stuff. I'll review it. Any, I'll, I'll read your review. And if you tell me to go to the toilet, well, I guess I might, because I have to pee. Um, thank <laughs> we you both are over 30. We need to pee all the time. Yeah, thank you to friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss of Blissroot.fm for editing this episode, as we said. Absolutely legend. And doing all the cool sound effects that I don't even know what's going to show up, but I hope they're <laughs> awesome. And if you're a budding podcaster yourself and are thinking about hiring a podcast engineer, edit your podcast, do cool little overlays, that kind of stuff, let them know by email at info at blissery.fm or visit blissery.fm for more information about Madness Podcast Services. You can also listen to his video game news podcast. I know I need to. There's new game stuff going on all so the time. So much new game stuff. Got a walls out soon. I didn't know. See, Seven again, days. I need to listen. How many of those games do they release? It's like one a year. God of what? It's like three years? Four years ago since the last one. You just don't stop talking about it, though. The Dead. Drop a 10-minute little episode downloads each week. Um, With that, I would like to thank you, Armsy. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> thank um, you, DL. And let's uh, have a good week until next time. Tally-ho! Tally-ho! Later, skaters. <laughs>